Welcome to this Pure Voice activity. To access the entire activity, including downloadable slides and transcript, go to www.peervoice.com forward slash TDQ. This independent learning activity is funded by Eli Lilly Canada Incorporated. Hello, my name is Irina Turchin. I'm a dermatologist in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Welcome to this activity on the pathophysiology of moderate to severe atopic dermatitis and clinical implications for health. Atopic dermatitis is one of the most frequently diagnosed skin conditions. It is estimated that 10 to 20% populations live with atopic dermatitis in one form or the other. It is particularly common in young children and infants, and it affects 10 to 15% of Canadian children less than five years of age. Some infants outgrow the condition by their second birthday. Still, 40% live with it throughout adulthood. The prevalence of atopic dermatitis in Canada is higher than the worldwide average. And this may be related to our very clean living conditions, long cold winters, and some genetic factors. About 10% of patients with atopic dermatitis have severe disease and there are high unmet medical needs for patients and healthcare providers. Atopic dermatitis is a complex and heterogeneous disease. It can present acutely or with chronic signs. It can first present in babies, adolescents, and I often see it in older adults. There are various clinical presentations in young and old, and in patients with various ethnic and racial backgrounds. Some patients with edema have filigran mutation leading to compromised skin barrier, whereas others don't have this mutation. So let's take a deeper look at the depathogenesis. Broadly speaking, genetic predisposition, epidermal barrier disruption, and dysregulation of the immune system are some of the critical components of AD. However, immune dysregulation and overexpression of Th2 cytokines is thought to be central to the AD pathogenesis. Defects in skin barrier lead to penetration of antigens that activate Langerhans cells and dendritic cells that leads to antigen presentation and subsequent differentiation to Th2 immune phenotype and expression of interleukin-4 and interleukin-13. These cytokines result in two major effects, Ig class switching and increased Th2 cell survival. This further leads to inhibition of antimicrobial peptides and impaired epidermal differentiation that further disrupts epidermal barrier and leads to disease chronicity through additive effects of interleukin-22 and Th22 and Th17 differentiation, whereas interleukin-4 and interleukin-13 play important roles in chemokine production, skin barrier dysfunction, and also suppression of the antimicrobial peptides and inflammation. Interleukin-31 thought to be important in sensory neural activation that leads to pruritus and further activation of the Th2 effector cells, and this all perpetuates the itch and scratch cycle. There are several factors that may be protective against AD development, such as breastfeeding, being raised on the farm or around animals, and factors that may increase the risk of atopic dermatitis, such as being raised in an urban environment, being exposed to tobacco smoke. Stress later in life is also a risk factor. So how do we assess atopic dermatitis? Atopic dermatitis is a clinical diagnosis. It's based on history, identification of classic lesion morphology, associated comorbidities, and exclusion of other conditions. However, there are diagnostic criteria that are often used in clinical research. Hanif and Rajka criteria are considered to be gold standard. Now let's look at some of the atopic dermatitis impacts on patients' health. Atopic dermatitis has a high disease burden due to stigmatizing skin lesions associated with pruritus and porous sleep. 
But in addition to these, there is a number of comorbidities, including asthma, allergic rhinitis, food sensitivities, and not to forget associated mental health disorders, such as anxiety, depression, they're highly prevalent in this population. And it all impacts the life of these patients. Atopic eczema is usually the first manifestation of atopy and may coincide with food allergy. Asthma usually manifests a bit later in childhood and this followed by allergic rhinitis. This is what we know as atopic merge. It will be interesting to see if we can change this trajectory as we treat atopic dermatitis with effective therapies early in life. It is also interesting that other autoimmune conditions are more prevalent in patients with atopic dermatitis with alopecia, areata, and vitiligo seen as common comorbidities in dermatology clinics. But we also encounter patients with rheumatoid arthritis, inflammatory bowel disease, and celiac disease. We also know that patients with moderate to severe atopic dermatitis have higher prevalence of anxiety and depression compared to general population. Increased risk of infections is also a known comorbidity of atopic dermatitis. This includes bacterial infections such as staph aureus, viral infections such as herpes simplex. Some of the patients have increased sensitivity to malassezia yeast, and this is part of the conventional skin flora. The association with cardiovascular disease is controversial. Some studies show increased prevalence of cardiovascular disease in patients with moderate to severe atopic dermatitis. However, we have to take into account common cardiovascular risk factors seen in this population, and this include high rates of cigarette smoking, alcohol misuse, sedentary lifestyle, and of course, systemic steroid use. Patients with atopic dermatitis have high burden of disease owing to signs and symptoms of disease, including itch and sleep disturbance, recurrent flares, frequent healthcare visits, costs of treatment, absenteeism, in addition to impact of associated comorbidities. This burden thought to be most severe for patients with moderate to severe disease and potentially can have long-lasting effects, including life trajectory. In summary, today we discussed atopic dermatitis as highly prevalent heterogeneous condition with complex pathophysiology with TH2 cytokines being central to AD pathogenesis and many comorbidities that in addition to signs and symptoms of disease lead to high disease impact and burden seen much more in patients with moderate to severe disease. Thank you for joining. This has been an activity published by Peer Voice.